Hi friends, and welcome to the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place for you to be encouraged and equipped in your walk with Christ. I'm your host, Megan. Hello and welcome or welcome back to the She Lives Purposely podcast. I am so thankful that you are here, that we are sharing this time together and that you are listening to the podcast. And I'm so thankful that this place is a place that you feel encourages and equips you in your walk with Christ. I don't know if you can tell I'm a little under the weather today. There will not be a YouTube video for that purpose. I feel like I am feeling and looking sick to nothing crazy, just kind of congested, but, um, you know, they always talk about how there's like the man cold where I feel like there's this perception that women are doing all the things when they're sick and like men just are like passed out on the couch. But that is me. Like I am just somebody who like when I'm feeling sick, I have to fully dive into rest. I guess I don't have to, but I just, I really, I feel all the feels (laughs) when I'm sick. And, um, so I feel like you can definitely tell if there was a video today. So today is just an audio podcast, but I do encourage you to go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We do have all of our, or most of our podcasts on there as well. Anywho, I just want to say thank you to as well. We are still in the top 50. I'm pretty sure top 20. I have not checked this weekend, this past weekend was my birthday weekend and it was so sweet. It was so very busy, but so love filled. So many, um, just people that I loved celebrating with my husband and friends through a surprise party for me on Saturday, which was so sweet. Um, and it was, it's my golden birthday. I turned 27 on the 27th. And so they had gold decor everywhere, you know, edible gold, gold sprinkles on the cake and the cupcakes. And they all pitched in and brought things. And it was was just such a sweet, sweet, sweet time. And then on Sunday, I celebrated with my family, which was so sweet at my mom's house. And a lot of family had either moved in or came in from out of town, which was really, really special just to be able to hang out with them and celebrate with them too. And then last night, um, I'm recording this on Tuesday. The episode comes out Thursday and last night, Donnie and I went to this really nice restaurant in the city and it just was so beautiful and that was kind of my whole birthday weekend which was so sweet but all that to say I have not been really working checking stats but I'm pretty sure we're in the top 20 and I'm so thankful for that thank you thank you thank you for sharing this podcast your favorite podcast episodes for leaving reviews for listening for subscribing you are directly helping the podcast to number one, grow, and also to be found by other women who are now being encouraged and equipped. Praise the Lord. The fact that it is on a Spotify top chart just helps it to be more seen and therefore to reach more and more women. So thank you. Okay, two in the most exciting news ever, our brand new subscription launched March 1st. You can now become a She Lives Purposefully subscriber and get access to bonus content. All right, I'll get to it. Here is the rundown. From the beginning, our mission for She Lives Purposefully has been to encourage and equip you in your walk with Christ. It's been my joy to do that for years in this space, in the podcast space twice a week and on my website and on Instagram. This new subscription will help support the creation of even more encouraging content. 
While the Monday and Thursday podcast episodes will continue to be freely available to everybody, subscribers will now have access to a whole new host of content. New Friday episodes, access to the Bible studies for free, Bible reading plans, and more. I am so excited to launch this new chapter of She Lives Purposefully and bring bonus encouragement for those who want to support She Lives Purposefully in this new way as a subscriber. You can now access March's Bible reading plan, on surrender and soon april's first one about easter and you can get access to the digital studies that we've done in the past and you'll get early access as well to the digital bible study that we are starting mid-march plus you can start shopping with a 20 percent off reusable exclusive code and get access to tomorrow's bonus podcast episode and weekly bonus podcast episodes from here on out We'll be talking about my take on aesthetic Christianity and that Christian girl tomorrow, and that's something that you don't want to miss. You can sign up at shelivespurposely.com backslash sign up, and you can find that link in the show notes. So today we are going to be talking about how to stop living in sin. This was a question that someone asked on Instagram, and like I said at the end of last week's episode, I thought it was a great topic for an episode. I've actually gotten quite a few questions along the lines of sin. Questions like, if I keep sinning, am I really a Christian? Am I saved? Why do I keep sinning? How do I stop sinning? And so that is our conversation for today. And I know that it's going to be so powerful. And I want to encourage you before we dive in, that if you are living in sin, first of all, of course, you know, and you probably already know this, that that's something that you need to repent of. But also, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. He already knows. He calls you to repent and turn from your sin. And he has open arms for you. Once you repent and ask his forgiveness, friend, you are forgiven, washed in the blood. And I think that's such an important reminder. But because this can be maybe sometimes for a lot of people a heavy conversation, maybe even sometimes a triggering conversation, I also want to tell you about today's sponsor. And that sponsor is Faithful Counseling. I chose today's sponsor very specifically for this episode for the reason that it is or can be, I guess, a heavy one. Faithful Counseling is an online Christian counseling service. As you sign up, Faithful Counseling will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practicing Christian. I am currently in counseling and I am so thankful for it. But what is so crucial is that my counselor is a Bible-believing Christian who always brings me to Christ in every single thing that we talk about. So faithful counseling is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. And again, they partner you with somebody who is a practicing Christian. That's so crucial. We all need to talk to someone and faithful counseling can help. Visit faithfulcounseling.com backslash she lives purposely and get the professional faith-based counseling that you deserve. She lives purposely podcast listeners get 10% off of your first month at faithfulcounseling.com backslash she lives purposefully. Thank you again to faithful counseling for sponsoring this episode. Okay, so I want to break down six different ways actually to stop living in the sin that God delivered me from. And these all kind of work in cohesion. They work together. They're not 
different ways that are totally separate from each other. They're really important to kind of incorporate all of these things. So let's dive right in. The first one is prayer. Before I talk about why this is powerful in breaking sin, I just want to talk about the power of prayer itself. Prayer is literally talking to God. In 1 Chronicles 16, 11, it says, look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always, seeking God and prayer strengthens us. Well, that last line, seeking God in prayer strengthens us. That's not part of the verse. That's my thoughts on the verse. Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. In 2 Chronicles 7.14, it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. How powerful is that? God hears, he forgives, and he heals. Matthew 26, 41 shows us that prayer also helps with temptation. It says, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. In Psalm 17, 6, in in that verse, we see that God hears. It says this, I call upon you for you will answer me. O God, incline your ear to me. Hear my words. Aside from these verses that explain the power of prayer itself, acknowledging that our power and freedom from sin is not of our own strength, but from God is so powerful. And that is something that we do when we pray. It recognizes where our strength comes from and actually asks for that supernatural strength. It involves God in the process of putting this sin to death rather than thinking that we can do it alone. Because here is a big hint for all of us. We can't, we cannot do it alone. We need the Lord and are so blessed to have him to want to strengthen, free, and help us. And two, as we'll see later, we also need others. Okay, number two is self-denial. In reality, the Christian life is death to our flesh. And so actively walking in that is important. Death to our flesh is so central to what it looks like to be a follower of Christ. I think sometimes we feel like we can live how we want and hope that we stop sinning without making some real life changes or actively denying our flesh what it wants. But that's not the case. Removing sin is a very active process. Here are some verses about that. In Matthew 16, 24, Jesus says, or rather the verse says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. In 1 Peter 2, 11, it says this, beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts, which wage, which, which wage war against the soul. Daniel 1.8 says this, but Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he drank. So he sought permission from the commander of the officials that he might not defile himself. Here we see that Daniel chose to refuse something pleasurable. And I love the verbiage here. He made up his mind. He didn't just think about it. He didn't just, you know, walk through this process passively. He decided firmly. He made up his mind. And I love it too, because here we see something that Daniel is not going to indulge in. 
something that would be wrong for him to do, but it's a choice food. It is something pleasurable. And so often I think that's important to recognize with sin is that it does promise pleasure. Maybe it's gossip and you know, you just want to let something out or you're venting to somebody and it feels like that's going to be a pleasurable thing for you to be able to talk about something that is on you or spill the tea with somebody else. Um, and you know, a plethora of other sins as well that promise pleasure, but they might bring it in some, you know, form, but ultimately it's going to bring harm and hurt and death. In Romans, it also says this, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. Make no provision. How powerful is that? What does that look like practically? What does self-denial look like for us? Maybe it's not allowing yourself to be in situations that do allow for sin, if you can help it, to avoid the situations altogether before sin even enters the picture. And maybe you're going into a situation where you know it will, the temptation will come. And, you know, right along with that is fleeing, not just sin, but temptation. Maybe that looks like leaving a job or changing friend groups. I don't know. Definitely praying before going into events, things like that. And then actively to just denying sin itself. And that can be a really hard thing, but I think it's really important to recognize, you know, and sit down and look at, all right, what are things that I'm most inclined to? What are areas that that shows itself to be tempting or whatever that might be? And then kind of make decisions based on that of how you're going to flee sin and temptation. Okay, number three, and this is just such a sweet one, is putting in new things. While taking out sin is so important, we also need to pour in good new things. We can't just take out something and leave a void. We need something to fill it, and we have to be intentional about what we put into that void that we just created. So we're taking out sin, but if we keep that void there, you know, another sin could enter or whatever it is. So we're putting in a good thing. Is it, you know, maybe new mindsets or new good habits, filling your mind with things above. And like it says in Philippians 4, to think on things that are pure, true, honorable, just. We need to be intentional, not just to take bad thoughts captive, but to pour good thoughts and actions in, not just to deny sin, which is so important, but to actively put in good things. Pour something good and godly into that void. Fill up on worship music, Bible studies, community, going on walks, you know, like I said, spending time with godly friends, different things like that. Number four is getting it out into the light and finding accountability. And I say this with the strongest emphasis possible. This Christian life that you and I are walking in is not meant to be walked alone. And sin is not meant to be fought in the dark alone. God gives us the body of Christ for a reason. Where Satan, When Satan has you in the dark with no accountability, full of shame, no one to check on the lies he's filling with in filling you with in your head, all of that in secret, that is where he is most powerful and persuasive. We can live and should live in the light. And part of that is having struggles in the open. Does that mean that you confess something to your whole church? Absolutely not. But should you maybe talk to a pastor or trusted godly friends? Absolutely yes. If you're serious about fighting sin, whatever that sin might be in your life, bringing it into the light 
where it loses a lot of power is key. Having people walk alongside you in that, holding you up, picking you back up when you stumble, calling you out in love is so key. And again, speaking life and truth where the devil speaks lies because friend, he does speak lies, lies of satisfaction and sin, and then lies of condemnation and hopelessness after that. So we need the body of Christ to be able to speak life into us too. And here are just some verses on this. This is not just me saying this with my, you know, hot take on accountability and getting our sin into the light. Here are some verses on that. Galatians 6, 1 through 2 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Luke 17, 3 says, Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Proverbs 27, 17, this is a classic, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. James 5, 16 says this, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. How powerful is that verse? And then here's just another verse kind of on the function of the body of Christ in general. We all need to be walking with God and building each other up. This is Ephesians 4, 16 from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Okay. And number five is recognizing the seriousness of sin. First Peter 2.11 tells us, beloved, I urge you like we, you know, we mentioned this verse verse before as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts, which wage war against the soul. Sin wages war against the soul friend. We know this about a lot um, of sin. It leads to shame. It creates heartbreak. It creates division. And that goes, you know, from the sins that we think, oh my gosh, like I would never do. And it's just something so quote unquote horrible to those little pet sins that we have that we don't think are too bad. Sin is sin and it wages war against the soul. Matthew 5 29 says this, um, just in, you know, the theme of recognizing the seriousness of sin. If you're right eye makes you stumble, tear it out and throw it out from you. For it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown in hell. Does that mean I think you should tear off every body part that makes you sin? No. However, this really does speak to the seriousness of sin and how seriously God takes sin. Sin causes separation from God. It leads to death. It's what Jesus went to the cross to forgive and to free us from. Sin is serious. It's not harmless or even just causing a little harm. Sin is what Satan uses to kill and destroy. Sin can be disgusting to us like a poison instead of appealing to us as it often is. But I think we need to realize how, you know, awful it is to have that heart change, to be able to see sin as something that is something we don't want versus something as appealing. That's a constant renewal. It involves a constant renewal of the mind and seeking of Jesus. But of course, friend, you and I are human. We live in this world and we will sin. God never expects perfection from us, which is why my next point is this. Number six, Remind yourself of the truths of Christ. 
Why is this so important? Not even just in general, because this is so important just as we walk with Christ and live life, but why is it important in the process of stopping sinning? It is because shame can drive sin. Sin thrives in darkness, like we talked about, but sin also thrives in shame. Shame is such a powerful driver, and one thing it does, it drives us right back into the sin that we're ashamed of. So fill yourself up on the truths of Christ. If shame is really big for you, I encourage you to seek regular Christian counseling, talk to a friend who can speak life into you, talk to a Bible-believing pastor, to know, friend, that you are a new creation, that you are white as snow in Christ, that you are forgiven, that you have been redeemed and restored, restored, that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus, that your identity is not in the sin you struggle with, but in Christ, are all important truths to know, to remind yourself of, to memorize, and to really believe. Know, friend, that you are free of sin. That's another huge truth. You are no longer a slave to sin. Romans 6, 18 says this, and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. Jesus's death, friend, and resurrection not only forgives us, but frees us and redeems us. But we also know that we will sin and that as we do or when we do, God does not give up on us. And friend, we are not alone in that. Even Paul mentioned doing what he didn't want to do in Romans 7, 15. Um, And we know too that God completes the good work he started in us. And we find that in Philippians 1. Friend, sin does not define you. It doesn't define me. It doesn't define us. God knows and knew all of our sin, even before he came to save us. He knows full well who we are and what we have done and what we will do. And he chose to save you anyway. He is choosing to work in you anyway. He is choosing to never reject you anyway, to be faithful to you anyway. Friend, if you are in Christ, if you have asked him to be your savior and your Lord, you are free from sin. But when you do sin, because again, we will know that God's grace is there for you. Repent and be renewed instantly. Repent and be forgiven. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. As we know from Romans 8, he already knew your whole life, friend. So, you know, if you are stuck in this shame cycle, know that you can. And friend, please do just accept and know and acknowledge the forgiveness of God. Break the shame of sin that you are forgiven of and remind yourself of these sweet truths. Friend, I hope and pray that this episode was an encouragement to you today. If you did like this podcast, I want to encourage you to share it with a friend who might need to hear this message as well to leave a review. And, you know, as we already talked about leaving a review, sharing it with your friends, help the pod helps the podcast to reach even new women and to encourage and equip them in Christ. So I am just, yes, so thankful for you. So thankful that you are listening with me today. 
And don't forget too, to not miss tomorrow's episode. We'll be talking about aesthetic Christianity, that Christian girl, and my thoughts on that. It's going to be so good. I am so excited that the subscription has launched. I'm so excited for all of you who are already in there and have access to, you know, Bible studies of the past, the upcoming Bible study that we'll be working on. You'll have early access to, and you know, all the good stuff, Bible reading plans, a shop code, and tomorrow's bonus episode and weekly bonus episode. All that to say, go and check it out and friend, live purposefully. Have a fantastic rest of your day.